The Start Your Own Business Podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, best-selling author and host of the award-winning e-commerce master plan podcast. And it's a real privilege to be a part of this brand new podcast, which is packed with practical advice intended to help you to successfully set up a new business and get off to a great start. We want to help you to save time and money when starting your business and avoid some of those common pitfalls. This is the Start Your Own Business podcast by Startup Donut in association with the Federation of Small Businesses. And I cannot think of two more brilliant organizations to turn to for information when you are starting or running your own small business. Throughout the series, we're going to be answering key startup questions, and you'll also be able to learn from the most reliable experts of all, those who've done it themselves, people who have started their own business. We'll bring you some great real-life startup stories. This episode is going to be covering the important business of online marketing. In other words, the various online methods you may use to attract and retain customers. That includes social media such as Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and search engine marketing. So you stand a better chance of people finding your business via search engines such as Google. We'll also look at organic and paid options and you'll also get an introduction to email marketing. If you want to dive deeper into all of those after you've finished listening, then head to startupdonut.co.uk forward slash podcast for links to lots of great resources to continue your journey. Before we meet our guests though, please do check out our sponsors. This series of the Start Your Own Business podcast is brought to you by Startup Donut in association with the Federation of Small Businesses. Running your own business is exciting. You've got a great idea, the ambition to succeed, and lots of questions about how you can make your business a success in tough times. That's why the Federation of Small Businesses is behind you every step of the way, whatever your ambitions. FSB is proud to be the leading voice of 5.8 million small businesses and self-employed people like you across the UK, working to promote and protect your interests. With 24-7 legal support, nationwide virtual networking events, market-leading benefits and a powerful voice heard in governments, FSB are by your side so you can get it right from day one. The new Startup Hub has everything you need to know about starting a business, including business law basics, finance fundamentals and how to secure your first sale. From startup to scale up, start your business journey with FSB. Find out more and download the free startup guide today by visiting fsb.org.uk forward slash start. We've got lots of ground to cover, so let's meet our expert online marketing specialist, Aggie Moroni. Aggie is the founder and CEO of White Bee Digital, a consultancy that helps startups and small businesses to build their online presence so they can attract and retain more customers. Hello, Aggie. Hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me today. Uh, it's great to have you here. And how did you get into working with small businesses? Well, my background is actually in financial services. I worked in sales and finance for 10 years. And as I was progressing through my career, more and more of my clients were demanding for online portals, email marketing, everything was going online. And I just kind of migrated a bit into the digital marketing side. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) 
this is amazing. Like, why are people not talking about this more? This is so powerful. This is, you know, this has the power to transform businesses across the country. And having friends and family that have their own small businesses, I was like, I definitely know they are not aware of the power of digital marketing. So I was made redundant a couple of years ago from my job. And I just thought, I just want to go full into digital marketing. So I retrained, I got my postgrad in digital marketing. And since then, I've specialized in social media and Facebook ads. So that is how I am now working exclusively with small businesses. Excellent. So you, you fully just got the bug and the opportunity was there. Yeah, I'm just a complete and utter digital marketing nerd. But it's the first- <laughs> that I studied something and I just couldn't get enough and even now I'm just like constantly like listening to podcasts that we were talking about earlier and yeah I just love it there's there's so much to learn isn't there but everyone listening you'll be glad to know we're going to keep this to the things you need to know as you start up because um, I don't make that about you Aggie but I find one of the most important things with our marketing is to be clear on what we should be doing and when we should be doing it because there's kind of myriad infinite number of options. So the key thing is to work out what to do now. And that's what we're running through today, isn't it? Exactly. And the the things that I'm going to talk about today are based upon conversations that I've been having with small businesses over the past year or so. So things that have come up that people aren't sure about or really quick wins that you can do to really help boost yourself online. We like the sound of that. Quick wins and a bit of audience research beforehand. Okay. Let's start with the big one. Um, Aggie, what are we what what sort of things are we talking about when we're talking about online marketing? What sort of channels might we be on about? Okay, so the way I like to think about it is everything starts with your website. So I kind of see that as the heartbeat of your business. And then from that, you will have your social media accounts or you know, channels. Um, maybe you'll pay some ads on those. Um, you'll have what people call SEO, which is search engine optimization. So how easy is it for people to find your business when they Google you? Um, Email marketing is massive this year. I mean, all I seem to be reading about is people saying build your email list. So that's definitely something, I mean, it can be very overwhelming. So I'm going to kind of give a couple of tips on that as well. Um, But I think just by having so many different avenues of marketing, people's heads just start spinning. And the thing that I always start with and is overlooked so much is who are you trying to talk to? And a lot of businesses have the urge to say, well, anyone can buy my thing or (laughs) anyone, you know, use my service. And whilst that may be vaguely true, you know, if you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. And in the digital world, the more targeted you can be, the better. So my advice for people, first of all, is to really just sit down and map out who you're trying to talk to. And the reason I say that is so important is because everything else will follow from there. So I mean, we're talking about what the key message for today is, is keep it simple and do do a couple of things really well rather than trying to do everything because you know I know as a solo founder or if you have a small team it's just not possible to do everything you just don't have the time (laughs) far better to do one or two really well than to do three four or five 
adequately. So before we get into tell people a little bit about these channels they might choose to focus in on, how can they get how can they work out who their audience target customer is so therefore they um they can work out which marketing they should be doing because obviously we could probably do about eight podcast episodes on that but in the in the core what would you say are the the quick ways to work out which marketing methods to go after um i think i mean there are some really obvious examples so for example if you sell children's clothes you're going to be targeting parents they're probably going to be a certain age bracket so maybe 25 to 45 you might even extend that to grandparents perhaps because they might treat their grandchildren so you already know that you're excluding quite a lot of people so you know that any language that you'll be using will very be much you'll be talking directly to your ideal customer and I think that's the wording I like to use like who is your ideal customer if you could pick one person that you want to either buy your service or your product, what would that person look like? And usually once when people are setting up their business, and this is a generalization, but usually it's something that you have some knowledge about before you, you know, go all in. So you'll have experience of who who does buy the product or service that you're selling. Um, you'll know from social media, like what kind of content, you know, is around your service or product. You'll you'll be involved in conversations every day. It's a bit harder over the last year because we haven't had face-to-face conversations where a lot of people get their research. But there'll be lots of um, social media chats that people have been listening to, Facebook groups and things like that, and they've been getting all that information. Um, And for people that may have been established for maybe a while and they have Google Analytics set up on their websites, they'll see what kind of traffic they're getting to their websites. So that will automatically tell you demographically, is it more women? Is it more men? What age are they? And there's also ways that you can see what kind of interest they might have as well. So again, that helps you sort of target the people that you want to speak to. And then the, the great thing is once you know who they are, of course, you can go out and you can say, you know, say to some people, you know, who fit this profile, which social media do you use? Do you pay attention to your emails? Do you like getting marketing via, via SMS or whatever else? And then you can, you can quite quickly whittle down what those marketing methods are. Okay. Let's, we've, we've teased these marketing channels. Um, Aggie, which marketing channel should we start talking about? Which one's the one you think most startups are going to be doing? I think most startups always focus on social media. Cool. So I'm happy to talk about that first. So I've spoken to quite a lot of businesses in the last year that have had to pivot big time because of COVID. And they come to me and they say, I've got a YouTube channel. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And they're completely frazzled because they're just doing everything on their own. And they're probably posting manually as well. So I say, okay, let's break this down and maybe focus on one or two at the most. You do not need to be on everything because you will go crazy. There's no way you can produce that much content on your own. Um, So once you've decided which channel you want to focus on, and this is really broad, but for example, e-com businesses love Instagram because it's very visual. You can post your products. It's easy to work with influencers as well if you go down that road. And also something that launched in the last year is being able to sell on Instagram and Facebook. So if you link your shop to those platforms, it's just another way to help people buy from you. And I think that's something that people 
just need to keep at the front of their minds that when you're using digital marketing, it's to increase your visibility and to make it as easy as possible for people to buy from you. You want to remove any kind of obstacles. So that goes from your website. Is it really easy? As soon as people land on your homepage, is there, you know, a shop tab? You know, how long is your checkout? And then on social media, do you have your product tags linked? Do you have, you know, is it easy to contact you? As You know, people are lazy. I think there's a statistic that people scroll 300 feet a day. So, you know, <laughs> they, they get bored. You know, if they have to find their way through your website, or your social media, they just will switch off and you've lost them. So we, we're going to pick one social channel. So it could be Facebook, could be Instagram, as you said, is quite often quite good for e-com. What if we got someone who's thinking of starting kind of a local business, maybe, uh, you know, hairdressers, builders, something like that. What's, is there a, an obvious go-to for them in the same way as there would be for e-com? I would recommend Facebook for them. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because local Facebook groups are so powerful. I see this even just in my local area. You'll have someone say, oh, does someone know, you know, a good roofer or can someone recommend someone that can come and do my garden? And suddenly you'll have, you know, 40 people jump in and they're all linking to your, you know, someone's business page on Facebook. So that visibility and that referral that you can get is priceless. And I think as well, and it's something that we touched on before we came online, um, was it's so powerful as well just to put a bit of money behind some of your content. And if you do that on Facebook, you can be really targeted about who you show. Maybe you're promoting your business, maybe you've got a special offer on, or maybe you just have like a post where you introduce yourself and your business, and then you can promote your business that way. That's also really powerful. And we'll, I think we'll come on to that social advertising side of things a bit more later on. But first, I wanted to to cover off a couple of things on social before, on organic social, by which we mean you're not paying any advertising for those of you listening. We're, we're going to try and keep it clear whether we're talking organic or paid. Um, we will try. Um, so when it comes to organic social, whichever platform we're on, mm-hmm. it's clearly really important to get the right profile, and i.e. the identity. So we're probably talking about setting up a new profile for our business. So there's that clear messaging, aren't we? Would you recommend that? Definitely. So I would recommend that whichever social media channel you use that you set up a professional account so there's an option it's like business accounts or professional account that will come up as the option and on there make make it really clear with all your branding colors and your fonts so that if someone was to come across you by accident they would recognize straight away that it's your account um one thing I was going to say on that is one of the really important things on Facebook, which I see a lot of small businesses getting wrong, is that they create a second personal profile with the name of their business. And as someone who has had a profile kicked off Facebook for not paying attention to their rules, which was an absolute pain in the neck, make sure you're setting up a business profile as your business name on Facebook. It's really tempting just to do it as another person. Don't do it as another person. Do it as a as a business. Because then not only does that mean you stay on the right side of Facebook, which trust me, it's worth doing, um, you also make sure that you you unlock all these great extra tools you get as a business. Um, okay, so we've said about setting up your 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 business profile. Then should we concentrate more more? What do we post? How often do we post? Um, I'm sure you get asked this question, how often do I post and what do I post? They're the two big questions people want the answers to. So so what's your, your advice around that, Aggie? 
So one of the biggest misconceptions I hear is that you need to post every day or numerous times a day. I think someone said I need to be posting three times a day. Not true. I think consistency is the key. So if you decide that you have enough time to post three times a week, that's absolutely fine. Just make sure that you keep that up. And something that I would recommend for this is to use a scheduler. So Facebook and Insta, obviously Instagram is owned by Facebook. So they have common tools that you can use. And Facebook have a free scheduler called Creator Studio. So you can go in there and you can create posts that you can um, schedule for certain times during the week. So if, for example, you just put aside half an hour for the week, schedule your posts, and then you just don't have to think about it. And one thing I would say, though, is don't what we call post and ghost. (laughs) So social media is all about being interactive and finding your audience and building that rapport. So even though you know your posts are going live, if people are like asking you questions to those posts, maybe they're making comments, you know, always make sure that you're you've got one eye on there so you can always respond because they could be sales coming in, you know, people asking you know, for more information and then they might buy from you. So that's really important. I'm so glad you've mentioned scheduling because it's it's another one of those, along with I have to sh- post all the time. It's the other thing people think they have to post live and it's such a, what was the name? Of the, and you mentioned the scheduling tool that I hadn't come across before. I didn't realise Facebook had their own. So that's a top tip I've learned today. Could you just remind us of the name of that one? Sure. It's called Creator Studio. Excellent. Well, there you go, guys. Use Creator Studio, but be ready to interact on the feedback you get. Now, Um, I want us to just stay on the organic, the free side of things for a minute, and then we'll come back to social and ads. Because the other big organic piece that it's worth putting some effort into early on is what we call SEO or search engine optimization, which is making sure you can get found on the search engine. So I believe you've got a top tip, Aggie, for any any startup out there for for quickly getting some, some, uh, some juice flowing on their SEO front. Yes. So something that so many businesses are unaware of and do not make the most of is something called Google My Business. So if you Google Google My Business, it will come up and it's a free listing on Google. And the brilliant thing about this is not only will they have your location, which you can hide. So, you know, if you work from home and you're worried about people knowing where you live, you can hide the location. But Google will know where you are. So if someone say, for example, you work from home and I'm just going to say like social media manager and someone in your local area says, you know, social media manager near me, then your business will come up in their search. And that's completely free. And that works for plumbing businesses, hairdressing businesses, brick and mortar or online businesses. And yeah, I just think it's such a wasted opportunity for people not to make the most of this free listing. And the good thing is as well, if you have a really happy customer or clients, you can send them a link to your listing and they can leave you a Google review. And the more Google reviews you have, or positive Google reviews you have, the higher you rank in those listings as well. So for me, that's just a no-brainer. It's and it's such a quick and easy thing to set up. Yeah, I'm. I'm when I come across them, I'm like, why haven't you done anyway? 
I could rant about that for a while. So everyone, there you go. That, that's our top SEO tip is to, to get your Google My Business page set up. And that will give you a presence on the search engines so you can get on with building the rest of your business and making those connections without getting too worried about the rest of SEO. Now, I said um, I said we come back to paid social because uh, you and I are both believers in that you can only do so much with the organic side of social media these days because they've they've built their algorithms what, what appears against us. Um, so we we have to work that a little bit harder, which does often put it, mean putting a little bit of money behind our posts. So for those who are who've got a bit of budget to put behind some social posts, what's your what's your top advice for them, Maggie? Well, first of all, just to kind of reiterate what you said, I mean, organic is great, but it's just very, very slow. Whereas, and I just I just say to people as well, if you're going to put money behind anything on social media, I'd say it's like the cherry on top of things that you do. So I always just check with people that, you know, their website's up and running and everything looks trustworthy and like good when people have their first impression. But I think one thing that a small startup can really leverage is you can optimize ads or you know promoted posts to drive people to your page on Facebook you can have like engagement campaigns so it can grow your Instagram so I am a very strong believer that the number of followers you have does not matter it's very much how engaged your audience is there's no point having 10,000 followers if none of them care about you, they don't comment on your posts, and they don't buy from you because at the end of the day, you're there to make money. So you want people that love you. <laughs> you want to really build up, you know, your fans. And that's that's what it is, isn't it, on social media? So I think promoted posts can be a really good way to find your people on social media and as you said you know the reach you get with organic social media is so low now it literally will take you years to get the same reach that you would get doing it with a bit of money behind it and Aggie, you're saying a bit of money there's some people going is that a pound or is that a grand what what are we what's a reasonable budget for a local business who just want to fast track their performance by putting a bit of money into Facebook ads or Instagram ads or something? What's a, what's a reasonable budget to get started with? So if you just wanted to raise your awareness in your local area, then you could do it for as little as kind of £2 a day, um, just a, a pure engagement campaign, just to drive people to your page or your accounts. If you're wanting to actually get sales from your um, ads, if you have a product or you know service that you're trying to sell, or leads even that you're trying to generate, then I would say minimum ten pounds a day. Just because the way Facebook is set up, they charge you more for an objective that you're likely to get a sale from, because obviously you're going to make money. So Facebook wants a cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not stupid. <laughs> Yeah, and um, we're not going to go deep into the weeds of uh, of how to do Facebook ads. But if you're going to start taking Facebook ads or any of those advertising platforms sim- uh, seriously, make sure you're doing some research before you get started. Because um, Aggie, I, I'm a I'm a fascinated person who occasionally runs a Facebook campaign. You're doing it all the time, and there are hundreds of different strategies you could choose. So it's well worth doing a bit of research before you start getting heavily into it isn't it yes definitely I think that's thing is they can be so powerful for your business but there is quite a lot you need to ensure you have set up properly beforehand to make the best return on your on your investments 
And I have come across, and this isn't a scare thing. I'm not saying this to scare people. I'm just saying that it's just best to be cautious and speak to someone. I'm not just saying like me, but someone maybe that has experience in ads to make sure that you're set up properly um, so that you're not you're not burning through your money, basically. They can tell you. And if, if, if you're not set up, they'll tell you, go and work on this and then come back when you're ready. But what we're saying for, for those listening who are startups who are getting started is it's well worth spending a couple of pounds a day on an engagement strategy, which it's one of the options when you log in. It's really easy to find. Um, and that will just help you amp, amp up, I suppose we're saying, aren't we? Speed up, amp up awareness in your local area of your services. And they really do hold your hand through the setup of those. Okay. Um, we've done organic social media, clearly key. Uh, we've done uh, the, the your top, very, very clever SEO tip around Google My Business. We've talked about getting into paid social media. Um, at the very beginning of our of our chat, uh, Aggie, you mentioned that you're hearing a lot about email marketing. Yes. And the three things we've talked about so far about kind of getting people to your business, email marketing is about converting them and keeping them. So have you got a couple of tips to share around email marketing for their listeners? Yes. Um, I'd just like to say the reason why it's so important to sort of build your own list is because that's your data that they're your contacts when you have followers or people liking your page all that data is kept by the social media platform so if something happens and I don't know Mark Zuckerberg shuts down Facebook one day you might not have any people any contacts anymore so that's why it's really important to think about how can I entice people to share that information with me so that you know it could be something like if you sign up for my mailing list then I'll give you a 10% discount or you'll get free delivery or well, I have an ebook or, you know, I'm, I've, I've created an e-style guide that I will deliver to your inbox and I'll keep you updated on all the fact, you know, all the newest trends and things like that. So, you know, you don't always have to give a monetary reward to get people to sign up, but some kind of incentive for them to part with their personal information. Um, one thing I would say as well is something that people really overlook is their email signature in their emails. And this is probably a little bit off tangent here, but it's so important. And I had an email from someone yesterday with no link to their websites, no link to their social channels. So I couldn't find them and they hadn't set up their domain name email address yet. So I literally had no idea what their business was like. So make it as easy as possible for people to find different places that they can find you online because people definitely do research about your business before they kind of decide to buy from you or, you know, buy your service. That's such a good tip. Just having that that information about your business sitting there in every single email you send is brilliant. And that obviously is just our normal email. But on our on the email marketing front, um, that's something we're not running through our personal inbox. So um, uh, the software I always hear of startups using is MailChimp. Is that something you use with people or is there another one you'd recommend to the listeners? So the one that I always recommend for people starting up is one called MailerLite. So that has lots of free templates. And I think it's up to a thousand subscribers for free. So if you're just getting started, I just I think it's a no brainer to at least give that one a look, you know, and, you know, do your own research, have a look around Google or different providers. But that one's that's the one that I've had really good feedback on as well. 
Nice. I, I always like to hear about new good free tools because things with any business in the early stages, you are testing and testing and testing to try and find what, what works for your business. And it's so much more fun, uh, strangely enough, to test with things that don't cost very much money. <laughs> Especially when they're set up, you know, getting to a thousand on your email list, that that's a long way to go for a new business. So that's probably going to cover you for the first 12 months, even if you find email to be a really great channel. So that's a top tip. Thank you, Aggie. Now, um, what's the what's the key thing you want the listeners to take away from this podcast? I think just keep it simple. I know it's really easy to get overwhelmed. And even listening to this episode, there's probably so many things that you've kind of heard and thought oh my goodness I don't even know where to start but just really break it down start with who you know you know who's buying from you and then work from there and you know just focus on maybe one social media channel make sure your website's really good and you know maybe start building your email list it's a great place to start and keeping it simple because Mm. you've got to be able to focus in and actually put some effort into those channels you work like we said earlier if you're doing 10 you're not going to do any of them well Pick one or two. <laughs> Much better move. Well, look, Aggie, you have been brilliant, giving us loads of great advice. But before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know how they can find you and your business on the web, please? Sure. So you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Aggie Maroney. My website is whitebdigital.com. I'm also very present on Instagram um, at whitebdigital. Um, and if you're interested in sort of starting uh, with ads, but you're not sure if you're ready, then I have a checklist for that. And I believe the link for that's going to be included with this episode as well. So you'll be able to see if you're ready to get going with them. Oh, I love that. I love a checklist. Such an easy way of checking if checking if you're ready, strangely <laughs> enough. Well, look, Aggie, it's been very entertaining and a lot of fun talking digital marketing with you today. So thanks for coming on and being such a great guest. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, I was really impressed with with the, the advice Aggie just gave you all, but also how she drilled it down into those key areas. Um, digital marketing is something I've been doing for nearly 20 years now, and there is an infinite list of stuff you could do. The key thing is focusing in on the things that are going to make the biggest difference in your business right now. And as Aggie was outlining, when you're doing a startup, you've got to start testing with the things which are going to give you a fairly quick impact, but at a relatively low cost, but which are also going to set you up well for the future. So like she was saying, the first thing to do is to pick basically one social channel, work out where who your, your key audience are and where they're hanging out online and go and focus there with that social channel. Get it set up right and then post, use a schedule tool to make it easier to do the posts and then make sure you're engaging when people get back to you on it. Then the second one, I think, is to get that email list set up, the email marketing activity. And she was recommending MailerLite for that. And what that's going to do is if you put that on your website from day one, you will start gathering email addresses, which are data you've got of people you know are interested in your, your stuff. And then you can start sending them an email maybe once a month. It doesn't have to be that often just to say, we're here. This is what we're doing. Um, this is what we've been up to. Here's a great review we had. Really easy stuff. And it sounds like MailerLite as a platform makes it really easy for you to do that. And then the third one is get that Google My Business set up. Then you can kind of go, right, we've done SEO for our startup piece. 
Now we can get on with building the business and refining things and improving things and doing all those great bits of test and measure you do in the early days, looking after the customers and all the rest of it. And then come back to SEO later on if you find it's a key channel for you. So those are the kind of the three really important points to take out of today. You can get the notes from this episode and links to all those juicy free resources, including that Am I Ready for Ads checklist that Aggie mentioned by going to startupdonut.co.uk forward slash podcast. And that's with donut spelt D-O-N-U-T. There you'll also find a wealth of advice and guides to help you launch and grow. As you know, this series is here to hold your hand through setting up and launching your new business. So now we've covered your marketing online. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about selling online, which is going to include marketplaces, just Amazon, eBay and Etsy, and selling via your own website too. If you're enjoying this series, please do spread the word and tell any others you know who are setting up a business right now because we'd love to help them too. Thank you to FSB for making this whole series possible. And don't forget to download their free startup guide. Details coming up in a moment. Running your own business is exciting. You've got a great idea, the ambition to succeed, and lots of questions about how you can make your business a success in tough times. That's why the Federation of Small Businesses is behind you every step of the way, whatever your ambitions. The FSB Startup Hub has everything you need to know about starting a business, including business law basics, finance fundamentals, and how to secure your first sale. From startup to scale up, start your business journey with FSB. Find out more and download a free startup guide today by visiting fsb.org.uk start.